We're tackling a tough subject today, animal cruelty and neglect. Yeah, we have two women who are in the trenches of this battle. They're going to show us the disturbing and often graphic extent to this problem and how you can get involved. Let's get started. I'm Michelle, a longtime realtor. I'm her husband, Mark, a television news anchor. Together, we've started a podcast. And we want to hear from you. So, let's Let's talk. This is one of these issues and problems that a lot of people know exist, but they choose for whatever reason not to address it. And we have uh, two guests today who have been addressing and dealing with this issue and educating the public about animal cruelty and abuse for and neglect for many, many years. We have Jan Lavender Sullivan and Jamie Suarez with the Oklahoma Alliance for Animals. We're talking about animal uh, cruelty and neglect. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. First of all, what is the difference between animal um, neglect and animal cruelty? Animal neglect is someone basically that is not providing the proper care for an animal. Um, it could like be, you know, maybe they have an illness or a wound or, and they just probably most of the time it's, they don't have the money to take care of that. So they, they don't, it's not really intentional. A lot of times you can just kind of talk to them and offer them the resources that they need to help that pet. Uh, animal cruelty is blatantly doing something that's uh, cruel to an animal that is putting an animal in danger or, you know, could possibly harm the animal or even death. Is, is that always intentional? Usually. Mm-hmm. I would say 90% of the time or 95% of the time. <laughs> Our main purpose at the beginning was to increase spay and neuter, increase adoptions to decrease euthanasia. There is a lot of cruelty in Tulsa and uh, especially in the rural areas of Oklahoma because there are no shelters, you know, and Usually in the rural areas, you have to rely on the sheriff's department, you know, if it's not in a city. So, like, if you're in, let's say, Osage County, but the property's in Tulsa, I have to wait for the sheriff from Osage County, wherever he's at, to respond to that call. Um, Do you always take in, can you go, if you know that there's cruelty at, like, you were in that that place last week Mm -hmm. in Turley, right? That was in... Leonard. 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 So would you just go in or do you have to wait for the sheriff? No, that situation started um, right before the cold in February, the first snow. And I remember that this young lady had been around asking everybody for help, every rescue. I would see it all over Facebook and people were tagging me like they always do and say, what are you going to do about this? Who, who was this? Was this a neighbor or uh, somebody who just saw She was a neighbor. She right. was a girl that Cat lived in Lynn. Mm-hmm. Very young girl, and I applaud her for staying with it. And to, de- to this day, she's feeding the dogs and he- trying to help care there for were, them. There were 10, right? There well, were 29. There oh were 29 God. because they there were two that had had babies because they weren't fixed. Right. You know? right. Who do these dogs belong to? These, these dogs belong to two homeless women, a mother squatting. and daughter. They were squatting on a shed, right? In, yeah. a, in an old dilapidated shed. Wow. 
and they've got the 10 dogs that we've helped that we're still helping. We've got two of them off the property now, but they had them chained up with short chains inside. They won't let us go in the shed because probably it That's looks... small space. It's yeah. unbelievable. They're 70-pound mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a horrible way for a dog to be. But my, what I normally do is I will go out. I, I told them we don't have room. We don't have a shelter. We board our dogs at a vet's office, you know, until we can find them placement with a regular uh, adoption agency like Tulsa SPCA is who I work with, Tulsa Humane, some of the other rescue groups. Mm-hmm. And they help me pull these dogs out after we vet them and look at them. And sometimes they'll do the vetting for me. Um, but we went out and I said, okay, we looked at the dogs. Some of them were a little wild because they don't know any better. They're only eight months old, these big dogs. Wow. But they weigh about <clears throat> 70 pounds. They're huge. No socialization. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I go home dejected, you know, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do about this situation? Because I posted it and I usually have pretty good luck with my connections and rescue. And I'll say, does anybody, I mean, we've got this situation and I try to make it sound, you know, like Please. I need help, you know, I mean, if, if a rescue could just take one and work with a, with one of them, we could find, you know, they, they're different when they're in a different environment. And you were saying that they were like 70 pounds at eight, eight uh, months. So they're not malnourished. They didn't look so malnourished. They're being fed. They're being fed by this girl. By this young lives. girl. Oh, I see. Okay, but that's not day. really the situation you usually come across, no. right? Usually. They're not in good shape. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, we've seen some horrible cases. One of the worst cases of animal abuse was uncovered at a puppy mill in Oklahoma, Sequoia County. The OAA took this video of some of the dozens of dogs rescued at home near Salisaw in 2020, including one so filthy, emaciated, and matted, you couldn't tell it was a dog. The disturbing story was documented on the news. With help from the Tulsa SPCA, the Forever Friends Humane Society, and the Oklahoma Alliance for Animals, Sequoia County deputies seized 84 dogs from this property on East 1132 Road in the county. This is a typical puppy mill that you would find just about anywhere. And this is what the puppy mill law in Oklahoma was, was made for, was this exact example. The OAA said the dogs have spent their lives in cages, living in their own filth, only used to breed and make quick cash. Here's that matted mess, one of the worst cases. You saw a bundle of matted fur that was indistinguishable as any kind of an animal other than just a ball of fur that was matted, wet, and emaciated. We couldn't tell how emaciated it was because it was just a big round ball. All you could see is eyes and a nose. Deputy Randy Freeman was an animal control officer for 15 years before working for the Sheriff's Department. He says this was one of the worst animal abuse cases he's ever seen. There's six of them that if the rescue group was not here and taking them straight to a vet facility, we would have put them down before uh, we even took them out of the house. Two people were arrested on 84 animal cruelty charges. Of the 84 dogs rescued, two had to be euthanized. The rest went to rescue groups. As for this little guy, the OAA says he's living a royal life today. And we also have a program called Unchain OK through OAA. Now that's probably our most loved program. 
And it's really hard, but me and Jan go out every weekend and we confront people and, you know, that people call in. They call us and say, this dog's chained. It has no water. Its chain is or, too... Or the water's like right yeah. here and they can't get to their water. Exactly. Or it's frozen. Right. They have mm-hmm. no dog house. They're on a three-foot chain. They can't get into shelter. It's snowing. It's sleeting. We don't want to change our... We have a good, they say, a good um, cruelty, you know, statute. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to the director of the Humane Society of the United States, and she says, no, we have a great, great don't. Because it is a felony, yes, right? Yes, because it says Punishable all Punishable up to five years. Mm-hmm. And, up to five years. Right. We just don't, they don't, I guess our system, our, um, you know, the jails and all that are full. So they have to, like, make decisions, you know, like. Are these cases, which one's more important? That's what right. the DA is looking at. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it all starts with animal cruelty. You know, these bad cases over here that you're dealing with, you look into it. Because there is a link, a connection yes. between somebody who is cruel to animals and then that, that leads to human violence. Exactly. Absolutely. Elder abuse, like seven, it's child 75%. abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's 100%. Any, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's 100%. You know, when I met Jan, I met Jan through real estate. Uh, this was years ago. And so I didn't know that much about the animal cruelty and what was going on here in Oklahoma until she told me what she does. And she does, she goes out and she uh, she helps these animals. And um, then I had a listing way out in Tulsa somewhere. And I became more aware of it because I saw animals that were on chains like that. And I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And I Jan, you do understand. this every weekend, pretty much every weekend you go out there. And you're a volunteer, right? I'm a volunteer. You don't get paid for doing this. No. Why do you do this? I love it. I mean, it's dangerous. I, why, why, why? It is she's dangerous. a board member. I mean, this no, is, I'm a board member. You're a board <laughs> member. It has to be disturbing, though, it's what so you It's so disturbing, but if you can help one, mm-hmm. it's better than none. Tell the story that when you called Mark for that new story about those animals on the side of the road. A heartbreaking discovery in North Tulsa. Eight dogs dumped in trash bags on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. So they picked up like 10 garbage bags with animals that were double bagged, some very fresh, like fresh as the day before. And some had decomposed. I mean, there was just like all levels of animals out there. Why is everybody bringing their dogs out in this one particular area? They couldn't have all been hit by cars and just... And people don't normally carry garbage bags in their cars to put a dead dog in. So, and one of them was laying on a blanket, you know, wrapped up in a blanket. I don't know if it was, what happened? We don't know. We don't know the cause of death. You know, you there has to be something going on something. there. It's not mm-hmm. just, okay, my dog, something happened. They're bagged. Yeah. They're double bagged. They're in the same garbage bags. Some of them are wrapped in blankets. And then we go out there now, and there's no bag since it hit the news. Oh, so yeah. there's something. There's got to be a connection there. Mm-hmm. Why, you know? why do you think someone would be cruel to animals? Why do they do this? Because they're mentally disturbed. I mean, you. And let me back up when I said a hundred percent all ago. That that's a statistic that is known in the link. Okay, it's a hundred percent of serial killers all started with animal abuse. Right. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent of those. So every one of them. Wow. So, so let's get back to your, your last weekend. You were in Leonard with this situation. 
And how many? 29, you said? Yeah, 29 was how it started. What What's going to happen with these animals? What we're going to do, okay, the puppies, the two females, and however many puppies are over, Jan saw the puppies, um, they are going to care rescue. They're taking the puppies and one of the mothers, but they said one of the mothers was too shy, so they didn't want her. So now she's going to become one of our problems. So, she's come around, I think, a little bit. I've never met that one, but Sweet. but we'll take her. I mean, we will find we will find homes for these dogs as long as we can keep them on that property and we have room, then we'll start moving them over to our vet's office to assess them to see if they're going to be good candidates with other families and dogs and because we have to test them to see, you know, if they're going to be adoptable and be able to go into another home. Because you don't want to put an aggressive dog right, with anybody, right. you know. I mean, and I don't want to see a dog chain the rest of their life. I would, I would humanely euthanize a dog if I if I had to see some of the dogs that we. I told Jan I would rather not have them live if they had to live in the situation yeah, that we see them in suffering. No, it's free. There's freezing cold here. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold, or it's really hot. Mm-hmm. You know. We, so. we once had a situation where we, we were called out. This was kind of when we first started, and it was a, a white little pit, a little, little one, you know. Yeah. And um, somebody said it froze to death, and it was so cold, I remember. And we went out, and it was, it was dead. It was frozen, and it looked like it had tried to dig a hole to try to get in the dirt to warm You're up. Killing me. And wow. it had eaten rocks. I mean, we had we have necropsies done to see cause of death before we can do a you know anything like a prosecution, you know. And mm-hmm. TAW had come out and they were about to leave because they said we need a we need bolt cutters. We can't get it and nobody was home, you know. And um I said, no, do not leave. Because the evidence will be gone tomorrow. That's your evidence yeah. right there. That's what's going to link us to doing something about this. And um, so we had, I had to get on Facebook. I need bolt cutters over here. Of course, you have people that help, you know, right away on Facebook. So they come, we get the bolt cutters, they take the body back, and then we get the necropsy done, and we get him, you know. Now, I don't know. I don't think that he got much, but... I think it's a start. If yeah, you start it makes you feel that, like you're doing something. Yes, yeah. If you get that message out and start showing people, look, we're not we're taking this serious, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna it might be a slap on the hand and maybe probation or something, but let's start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do neglected animals, neglected dogs, um, feel pain and loneliness? I'm sure they do. My yeah. My like dog's not neglected it. Yeah, a little kid. I mean, they're really, <laughs> they they're like children. Yeah. They really are. When you yell at your dog, that they he re- knows. They have unconditional love for you. When and you yell you at my dog, Baxter, he knows. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lightening the mood. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah. My dog's neglected. She feels neglected when I leave her to go to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't get home till late at night because I'm taking care of everybody else's but, dogs. Yeah, we're not in the but mind of a, of a dog yes. or an animal, so we don't know exactly what they're they're no. thinking and feeling. Right. I mean, we know how we would feel. So, you know, I mean, we we see the physical scars of neglected and abused animals, but there are emotional scars that maybe last much longer than the the physical ones. 
When you can tell, when you go up to a situation and there's a dog and they just have never had somebody touch them and all they want is for you to touch them. And then they start wagging their tail. And then mm-hmm. you, it, it's so hard to walk away. I couldn't see. I just couldn't do that. We'd have like 15 dogs in our house. But then you have <laughs> you have dogs like Sunny, the one, I don't know if you're familiar with that case, but the guy that was beating the dog. Uh, and the, the it was ago. on the news, and it was caught on um, what is the, the camera, ring. the ring camera. One of our volunteers was so mad he lives near there, so he just took it on himself. Saw the police, we matched up everything. We got the neighbor reported it. Um, we found them, two guys, you know, but wow. they were beating this poor dog. And this dog, Sonny, four o'clock in the morning, is forgiven. I mean, it's for it, it has is with a family now, a lovely family. And you know, I think it's forgotten that part of its life, you know, but. Mm-hmm. It's still sad to see that, you yeah, know, to see people do that. And why well, have a dog if you're going to beat it? Is it is it difficult for neighbors to report on on their neighbors? Sometimes I think they're scared, right. especially sure. in that area. Um, we offer rewards, you know. We don't tell anybody who it is, um, so you can report anonymously. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, yeah. But we what? drive around and we'll approach situations and just say, Hey, we've been in the area. Right. We're driving around giving out dog houses and straw. And food. You do food. And, food. Mm-hmm. and so they don't equate it with somebody reporting them. and reporting them. Yeah. Right. So should try to keep people that. safe. And it's yeah. usually a neighbor and some sometimes people say it was my neighbor, wasn't it? They called in. I said, Oh my no. gosh. I said, I'm just here because I'm, you know, in the neighborhood or I got sent by the organization. You know, I don't act like I'm president of the organization right right <laughs> i just act like oh no i'm just here to help you you just happen to be in the neighborhood yes. <laughs> that's what we do we troll around if they don't, exactly if they don't <laughs> we got nothing better to do. get our coffee and go to turley yeah, it's a good time yeah. and if they don't want something and i see that they need a house i said but you know it's free you know you should take it people don't they this love stuff. free and, oh and yeah. they said oh well okay you know yeah so you have to kind of play a game with them you know yeah, and it's right. Oh my gosh, it it wears you out, but it's worth it. So the, the donations the that people can give to your organization, that's what you do with it. Yes, yeah. and and vetting tons and vetting. Of- well, that's so expensive. It so is. expensive yeah. vetting yeah. dog houses, straw, food, um, flea and tick, heartworm medication. You know all that stuff. Yeah, it's expensive. We, we do you do feel like you're putting expensive. a dent into this problem? I do. I do think that you know um, since we came on board. Like I said, there was no messaging getting out. You know, when we started, we put billboards out. We hired a director, and she was really good at getting information out. Um, Spay Oklahoma was a little scared to put information out about spay and neuter because at that point, the veterinary community wasn't very warm about them coming and taking their business, you know, at $200 a pop, you know, and we're charging you were stimping on toes. Yeah. So they would let us be their voice. I said, I'm not scared. I will be their vo- your voice, okay? Because we have to get this message out for people to get these animals fixed. So uh, <laughs> what, what's your message to people watching this now or listening to this? Uh, you know, it's, it's going to take us a little while. It's education. I think that we need 
education in the schools. I don't know how to get that done. Um, it's a great uh, idea. You know, um, I, you know, when we do our, we were thinking about our capital campaign because we're looking for a building. Michelle, you can find me a building. Uh, <laughs> and we um, are looking for a place we can call home, but we want to have like kid camps and things like that to educate people about animals, you know. Mm-hmm. And we also want to have classes for adults, like have a vet come in every month or so, or some speaker come in that it might be a topic that, People don't know about heartworms. How do you get those? And mm-hmm. what is, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe... Parvo. Yeah, parvo. And they don't know what mm-hmm. fleas can cause the diseases. Yeah, right. They don't know what, you know, mosquitoes Mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when we go out, it's a lot of people just don't know where to go. Hi, baby. I saw you live like this. When you see... People at like Walmart giving away animals, or you know, that happens all the time. I, mean, I got a cat that way, maybe. <laughs> got a dog that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I love or that. they sell them. Yeah, I love that little yeah. cat. Um, is that a no no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's a okay. no no because they are giving them away. They're not sterilized. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time you call animal control, they're out of there. You know, we used to scream at them, but you know, my sister, she was yeah. kind of crazy. Like, right. they parked down. They actually they were on seventy first and Memorial, like, yes. you know, and we started screaming. I said, "Get your head in the car and you know, just wow. stop Funny. it." It would just make you angry, you know. Yeah. But I said, "You got to go differently, okay? Like approach them differently and say, okay, well, let's. I'll make a deal with you, sort of. You know, I won't call animal control, but if I know that you're giving these puppies away, can you? Can I give you a spay and neuter information for each one of them, and we will pay." To have those dogs fixed. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And it's important that you do that, you know, and I tell them why, you know. The bottom Perfect. line is we need to take care of the animals we have. Yes. And that's uh, that's the, kind of the message. And, and quit reproducing. I mean, you'll go to these and houses order. and they'll say, we don't know what happened. We had two dogs. I'm like, you don't know what happened. Right. How many children do you have? Right. How did that happen? How did that happen? It's the same way. <laughs> You put a male and a female unaltered, you're going to have puppies. Yeah. Then those puppies are going to have puppies. Yeah, now just, you got 50 dogs. I know, and you can't even afford that. No, you can't yeah. afford your, your, your rent. rent. Yeah. yeah. We could okay. go on and on. Yeah, we, we could. We could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, Jan and Jamie, thank you very much thank for you. educating thank you. us and uh, the public about the problem and, and putting a dent into it. I know it's not going to go away completely. No. Though, and could it? you use more volunteers? Always. Yes. Okay, there right. you go. If you yes. have nothing to do, right. like Jan, she has nothing to do. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and how, how would people learn about um, becoming a volunteer? They would just go to our website, which is animalallianceok.org, and they can you know, peruse and see what we do. And then there's a volunteer application on there, and they can choose what they want to do. We have things just as sim- simple as walking dogs on Saturdays, some of the dogs that are in boarding, or they can go and be completely crazy like we are and do mm-hmm. Unchain Okay, which is probably the hardest part. But it's- I love that you do that. It scares yeah. me to death. But you always, Jan always <laughs> says, tell, tell 
tell Bradshaw we're going to bring him, take him out there some weekend. <laughs> and imagine this coming weekend, you're going someplace else. Oh, too. yes. We'll probably go check on our Leonard dogs, and then we'll probably go out to North Tulsa. We haven't. We been. do. We kind of go out on calls, but you stop 10 times before you get to that call. Yeah. Mm. You're like, back up. Wow. And my sister's usually in the back seat and she'll say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I saw something over here we need to take, you know, look at. So you need blinders on until you, well. There's areas where you'll see 20 stray dogs just running running around. And you can't stop and take them all. You get that on your way to the station. Dog. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. you're, you've dogs. got that area over. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty rough. Chases his car <laughs> up the hill. All right. <laughs> That's happened before. Yeah. I know. I know. Many times. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed our podcast and thank you for spending your time with us. We'll see you next time for another episode of Let's Talk.